I want to, to go to some things. I want to encourage you. And, and I, I just believe God to hear. I've spoken several times, actually, from what I'm about to speak about. Uh, I remember the Lord giving it to me in 1998. I was seeking the Lord, really. Um, he had called me into the ministry in 1997, but I didn't know what I was supposed to do. So, it's an interesting story. But he called me in 20, on 22nd of, of August, 1997, he called me and told me I've called into the ministry and gave me the word so clear. But I didn't know what I was supposed to do after that. In fact, what happened after that, things became very difficult. And very, very difficult. So I started thinking, like, now what am I supposed to do? So I was in the city here. So I thought, this is what I'm going to do. And I believe that was spirit-led. Things are so difficult here. I don't have a house of my own or a room of my own. Uh, and eating is difficult. The ministry I was in, I could tell we had hit like a snag. We're just not moving forward. You know, just going round and round and round. So I thought, this is what I'm going to do there. If the Lord doesn't want me to stay in this city, I'm not going to stay. So what I did, I packed my few belongings and I left. And I went back to my home. I never, my, my parents' house, I never slept hungry, never lacked food. So I thought, why would I be sleeping hungry in Nairobi? I was still a young man. I mean, I was 21. Uh, in 1998, I was 25 or so. So I went back there and I told Dad I want you to help me uh, build a small muddy house, uh, you know, but put concrete mabatis and then a small room. I'll put my safari bed in there and a, and a, and a mattress and that's all I'll put in there is my, my room for praying and fasting. He told me, good, I'll help you. So he did that and he helped me and and you know, especially the roofing, that's the part. I didn't know how to do it. But he did it in a small, small room actually. And then I had my safari bed. All those who are born those years, you know, safari bed is foldable bed. The people like Metrin have no idea what that is and faith over here. There's a safari bed. You, if you didn't sleep on safari bed, you missed out good things. So just kidding. But, but then I, I took that and I, I have, I put in there and put my mattress and I started praying and fasting. And the Lord took me to um, the book of Samuel and Kings and Chronicles and, and, and taught me a lot of things. I think that's the first time I, I got to know that it took about a hundred and it said it took about a hundred and twenty years from the time God gave an instruction to Noah to the time the rain fell. Can't tell how long that was. But he obeyed and he endured. And remember, it had never rained. And I learned a lot of things. And that really marked me because then come 1999, the beginning of 1999, he told me to come back to the, to the city. I thought, okay, I thought I was going to stay here. You know, I was ready if you wanted me to pastor back my home, that's fine. But he gave me instructions to, give, to, get, to come back so I want to announce to you that I'm in Nairobi by divine appointment. It's not a rural to urban migration. <laughs> like many, it's rural to urban migration. 
Sometimes when, when, during Christmas when people travel and, and, and I'm around driving from one place to another in this city within a few minutes, I thought, can they stay back there? So that us who have been called to be here can stay here. So are you one of them that have been called to stay here? <laughs> with us? <laughs> so anyway, so but, but that's what happened then after that. But when I came back, when I came back in 1999, I think the end of the, the month of January, I had direction inside of me. I had the leading of the Holy Spirit. For the first time, the Lord started speaking to me now through his word tremendously. The scriptures to me is like they are being opened. That I'll read a scripture and it was exciting to, 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 to read the scriptures. And then, then um, in March, I was checking my, my book actually, my, my diary for 1999. In March, I sat down in the meeting of Dr. Jerry Savelle. Kenneth E. Hagin had prophesied about 99 will be divine and something happened inside of me. Something happened and I wrote down some things. I remember showing it to Brother Jerry last time he was here in 2020. Something happened inside of me and I knew my life had changed. And I knew I could find God from his word. That's very important. I knew I could find God from, through his, from his word, looking at his word. And I remember telling others, now I started teaching, you know, I'll go to places and then teaching people of how they can find God, they can seek God and learn things from his word and the scriptures speaking to them. And then I'll, I'll say this then, if you put me even in the wilderness somewhere with no one, just give me a Bible, I'll be out. All what I need is a Bible. I'll get water, I'll get food somehow, as long as I have the word of God. And then, therefore, that, that really excited me. So, and then, of course, several things happened, and I can look back for the last 20-something years, and I'm so glad that that happened. So I want to share with you some of those things. They are not stale, they are fresh. All right? They're fresh. They, they'll never, never change. But, but then I started... Today I was getting ready with this and I call it Seeking the Lord and I've, I've done that over the years, taught that same message, Seeking the Lord. And I like going to the scriptures afresh. But then I started thinking about in the, new, in the Old Testament is so much written about seeking God. But in the New Testament you don't find so much of that seeking God. In fact, the word that Jesus, and I'm going to study even more and expound my knowledge about this, but you find Jesus even says, seek ye first the kingdom. They use so much of that. And, and look at this. So I understand that. But I want to share with you principles. Remember this. God is not lost. He's not lost. That you have, and and the, uh, the thing is this. It's not like he's hiding himself from us. No, he's, he's never. In fact, I'll use the word that Dr. Jerusalem uses. He's dealt with man open-handed. His generosity. In other words, he's not hiding things from men. He's, he showed us the, the exact image of himself by Jesus Christ walking on this earth. That's how much he loves, he loves man. So in seeking God then, I want you to learn principles. 
that you can use it. And the thing that I, I encourage, and I'll say it again, never stop seeking the Lord as a lifestyle. As a lifestyle. Not a periodic thing you do, or like we do like in the, the, the month of January. Many churches worldwide, they do that in the month of January. But when you get to February, that's why I tell you I'm going more of exhortation and, and on and on. But when you get to the month of February and March and on and on and on, do we? Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example right now. Uh, we are more during the fast in number. You see that? We are more in number during the fast than we are this evening. Well, why is that so? So you see, if, if you are not careful, then we get into a, a seasonal seeking. And, and it's not a lifestyle, it's seeking the Lord at such, a certain given time. Listen to this, the really prosperity, success, victory in the kingdom of God, there's something there was that will never remove from, from that success and victory is consistency, faithfulness, over and over again. <laughs> and over and over. Consistency, faithfulness. God's name himself is faithful. We found that in the, in the book of Revelation. Faithful. Faithful. If you find me in the next 40 years, I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm passionate as I am and even more, then you should know that I'm rooted. I'm grounded. I believe what I'm doing. That's why many times you ask people and you hear people, you meet with people and they say, oh, are you still? In other words, if some even want to ask, are you still married? Especially this culture. Are you still married? I say, why not? You're still married to Tina? <laughs> you know, especially with the culture that, that has infiltrated. You, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, are you still in that church? You, you, you know what I'm talking about? So, so there has to be uh, inside of you to never stop seeking the Lord as a lifestyle. Never ever. And I'll say something again. I'll say this past Sunday. There is nothing you know and you'll ever have in this natural realm that can be compared with his presence. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing, church. Nothing. Nothing that you'll ever have or you'll ever know in this natural realm that can be compared with his presence. His presence is incomparable. His presence is in incomparable. Nothing. Even in your wildest dreams, whatever you'll ever have, is this thing this. Let me, let me ask you something of, over the years. Have you believed God for some things and you've received them? Yes. Uh-huh. And you're excited? You're excited? Yes. But how long did the excitement take? Compared to the presence of the Lord. It's short-lived. You get there excited and all that. Let me say, have you ever gotten the highest amount of money you've ever received supernaturally? Yes. Huh? How long did it last? You still have to go back to the source. So listen to this. We don't need to go back. We need to stay with the source. We need to stay right there 
in his presence in our lives. If you are seeking the Lord as a lifestyle in everything you do, you'll always listen to this. You'll always look back and realize how everything you have done, I don't know if it's, this is right English, everything you have done is like a, a good weave. You know, you know, just nice weaving? You know, just weaved and ladies, I'm not talking about your hair, but you know, the, the weave I'm talking but your hair can be weaved so good. But, but look at this. It's a nice one. It's like, wow. Look back and say, look at me. God, all the time. Because remember this. You've been seeking the Lord in everything you do. It's like, my goodness. That looked like a disaster. But actually, the Lord was working with me. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with me. I will not fear. Thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. All through you've, you've led me. It looked like a disaster. But I'm telling you something. Many good things came out of that. And this is will be your, conf this is will be your confession. And this is what you'll be, you'll be saying. And I know, Romans 8, 28. And I know that all things are working together for my good. Because I love God. And I'm called according to his purpose. For I know. Even in the things that look like, man, I lost everything. Listen to, to me carefully from that Psalm 23. And I've said it over and over again. If you're facing any kind of a crisis, the crisis is the inability to hear God's voice. That's the crisis. But as long as you can hear God's voice, even in that one, and you know right inside of you, know in your spirit, God is speaking with me. That's it. That's it. People tell you what's going to happen. I say, I just know what is going to happen. It's not comfortable to my soul, but I know the one who lives in me. Whoo, hallelujah, glory to God is working. And people say, what? Yep. That's such a disaster. Yeah, I know it, but God is working. I've been hearing his voice. I've been, I've been following him. That happens when you are seeking him as a lifestyle. That's what you do in everything you do. You see what I'm saying? So then, let me show you something, just what I've said, in everything that you'll ever face. Because as you seek him as a lifestyle, you'll never move. You're never moved. Literally, I, I had just Maya say something. I found them just a little bit, actually. It's five, maybe I watched maybe three, five minutes. But I, I felt, yeah, that's so good. What just she, she said there. Uh, she was talking about worry. She, she was asked a question about worry. And she said, you know, uh, she gave different reasons about worry, which mostly has something to do with not, not trusting. And then she says some, something, and then one, it can be sometimes the reason being is a, you know, a newly born believer. So you haven't actually tested that him doing things over and over for you. You, you understand that? So it's so hard now to start thinking like, what is going to happen? So it can be, you haven't been with the Lord for a long time. But I'm telling you, you walk with the Lord, like someone tell me that, that God doesn't provide, God doesn't heal, God doesn't strengthen and all that. I say, you're too late. I've seen that from 1996. He's been so good to me. 
Amen. I've gone through some things that looked like nothing was happening, nothing was working, and felt like I'm hungry, I'm tired, and it's like, are all these prayers being answered? Oh, too late. Unless for over 25 years I've seen him being faithful, doing it over and over again. So you see someone who's just been born again, but, but how? I'm talking about, I'm not talking about teen, but let me tell you something. When we, got, when we got married, I'll tell, I, I, told her, I started sharing with her and all that, but she said, how is it going to happen? Uh, will you be just, just be sitting here saying God is going to do it? I said, let me tell you something. It's not sitting here. You realize I wasn't just sitting here. <laughs> I've been seeking and I've been listening to the Lord, so it's going to do it. But how? That was our question, how? And, and, and as she says, the sweet by and by, I don't want the sweet by and by. I say, lady, it's going to happen. And you know what? She can tell for the last word. Now 23, we've been together. I say, yep, I know that will happen. I may not even see it, but that man says it's going to happen. It will happen. It will happen because he believes that. Oh, I, oh, I had those. Oh, my goodness, she asked me questions. You know, those ones, have you been asked questions? You don't have money. And your spouse is asking you, how is money going to come? I say, it's going to come. How? Because the Bible says, yes, I understand, but, but how? Tina will ask me those questions. But you know, she no longer asks those questions. She may not, she may not even see it. Uh, she may not even understand. But I tell her, you know, this is going to happen. She says, amen. That's it. Her, her agreement is just amen. It's going to happen. Listen to this. It's you, you, you really test his goodness over and over again, and no matter what happens, you become unmovable. But the key there, seek him as a lifestyle. Seek him as a lifestyle. Now let me, let me, uh, let, let's go to Psalm 63, verse 1. Do you know whose psalm this is? The psalm of David. Let's learn some things from David. He says, oh God, you are my God. That's personal. Oh God, you are my God. My soul fasts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. And then let's go to the next one, please. So I have looked for you. So, so, sorry, let, let me, let me, 63.1, is that 63.1? Okay, let's, let's go back there. Oh God, you are my God. That's what I, I actually, I wanted verse one. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. That's what I was looking for. Early will I seek you. So think about this. Think about that word early. It can be early in the morning or it can be I'll in everything. You, you, you understand that? It's like people say, oh, now we need to pray. I say, no, why? This is a disaster. I say, no, I did that early. You, you see the, what I mean? So it can mean like early in the morning, which you didn't say. Some places say early in the morning. I say, but early means like, this is, I do it way before. I do it way before. How many texts do we see and WhatsApp messages, especially near the elections? 
That's when I say we need to go, you know, and, and seek the Lord now. What have you been doing before about our nation? And it's an amazing thing for me. Even I had this, this past week, actually, I need to edit the, some things that came out. Even this past week, amazing for me, I've seen that over the years, and, and you being a witness, many of you have been coming for Wednesday prayer meetings and all that. We've come over here, and the Lord gives us a word. It's not that time we're seeking, but he gives a word, comforts us, edifies us concerning what is going to happen, and it happens and we continue. I, mean, I remember 2017, it looked like, my goodness, this is bad. You, you remember 2017? And I kept saying, yeah, we are going forward. And I really, and the Lord gave me some words and encouraged me, and he's done that over the years. But we have to seek him as a lifestyle. All right? Ali, will I seek you? Now look at this. So this is David says, saying that. This is Psalm of David. But I want you to see a scripture that I read to you in 2 Samuel chapter 7 concerning David. 2 Samuel chapter 7. So now you know why I go so much to Chronicles, Kings, and all that. <laughs> and, and sometimes now I go so much into New Testament. I remember Tina telling me, you didn't read even one scripture for some time, you know, from the old covenant. I said, yeah, because I'm now in the church, speaking to the church, uh, the revelation of the new covenant. Now look at this verse 8. <clears throat> so I think we read last Sunday. Remember David wanted, let's go, let's, let's go back here. You learn something. Let's start from verse 1. I probably, I don't know when the last time probably you read it yourself, the, the book of Kings and all that. Uh, you know, so listen to this. Now it came to pass when the king was dwelling in his house, and the Lord had given him what? Rest. Rest. Don't forget that we'll be going back into that the nation, peace to build and prosper. We shall, and probably I'll be teaching in the in the on a Sunday service. Um, king was dwelling in his house, and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies all around. That the king said to Nathan the prophet, and imagine he's telling the prophet. Uh, see now I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwells inside tent, tent curtains. I wish it would be this way in the new covenant. Believers. Okay, I won't go further into that. Then Nathan said to the king, God do all that is in your heart for the Lord is with you. That's a prophet. That's what the prophets say. Now, now the idea this is how much David loved God. The idea of building God's house came from David. It was in his heart. How you know? You know. Listen, this. Do things. Don't some do th good things to people. You don't have all to God. You're just doing it because you love the Lord. Don't don't wait until until I hear you, Lord, for me to be able to give this five thousand for someone to help in the paying of school fees. You understand? Yes. Do you want the next generation educated? Yes. Or your next question is like, where are, where are the parents? Did they know? Did they know that the time was coming for these children to go to school? They could have been. It doesn't happen that you know many times that doesn't happen. But, but look at this. We can be good to people. And show that goodness of the Lord to people because we love the Lord. I've, I've done this to people and say this. You know, you don't hear any voice or that. 
but, but I say, uh, I'm going to do this, and I'm doing it in the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah, I'm doing it for you in the name of Jesus. In other words, it's because of that. That's the reason I'm doing it, in the name of Jesus. Now look at this. So Nathan said that, but look at verse 4. But it happened that night that the word of the Lord came to Nathan saying, Go and tell my servant David, thus says the Lord, Would you build a house for me to dwell in? For I have not dwelt in a house since the time that I brought the children of Israel up from Egypt, even to this day, but have moved about in a tent and a tabernacle. Wherever I've moved about with all the children of Israel, I've ever, have I ever spoken a word to anyone from the tribes of Israel whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now therefore, thus shall you say to my servant David, listen this, thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the sheepfold, from following the sheep, to be ruler over my people, or to be ruler over my people, over Israel. And look at verse 9. And I have been with you wherever you have gone. Do you remember what I said? If you seek the Lord as a lifestyle, you look back and realize this. It's like a good weave. Because even the things that look like it was a disaster, God was with you and he was working those things for your good. Now, do you know how much David went through? Being under King Saul and on and on and on. God says, I've been with you wherever you've gone. Now, he's an old man. He's almost getting to 70. He was an old man. I mean, but, but I think he was so much a, a, a man of war until... Can you think? I can't think about that. I mean, 70 is not... It's, it's 20 years away from me, 19 years from, away from me. I mean, that's not much. 19 years, just 19 years. I'll be 70. But it says, the Bible says that David even couldn't feel warm until a virgin called Abishag had to be brought. I think that was tricky for those men also. I don't know why they were, what they were testing. But they brought Abishag, who was a virgin, to hold David at night so that David could feel warmth. I don't think that came from God. That God... Now, now, can you think about that? The many, now that's another thing. The many women that he had, none of them said, I'm going to warm you. <laughs> that's a, I, I don't know. Anyway, you, you should read the Bible sometimes and just laugh. And people say, why are you laughing? I say, I'm reading the Bible. <laughs> so, but, but do you know actually, let me say something that's really not part of seeking God, but do you know, Abishag, the Bible says that, David never knew her. All right? You know, so, so this is what happened. Adonijah was also son of David. Before David had proclaimed that who was going to be king, of course he had known it was Solomon. Remember God had told him. Remember he had given, given him the name. But then what happens, Adonijah shows up, takes, have a party with Joab, who is the commander of the army, and, and uh, the, what is it, was it the, uh, one of the priests. And they showed up and they went around and they had a party and they say, now he's going to be the king. Then Bathsheba was told by, by one of, I'm forgetting which, prophet, prophet Nathan actually, that was the Abiyadah the priest. I think Prophet Nathan 
told told Bethsheba, go to the king. Adonijah want to be the king. And they don't live, they didn't live in the same house. Sometimes I don't know how the palace was. But the Bible says now she had to request to meet the, with the king. That was the wife, Bethsheba. And he, she went in and she said, Will you please give me my request and all that? As soon as she entered in, Nathan also came in. And so she started saying, Adonijah, the, your kingdom, the kingdom is going to Adonijah. And you remember you had said Solomon was the one who was going to be the king and on and on. I said, no, 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 who said that? Bring out my Mercedes Benz. Solomon will be on top of my Mercedes Benz. That's a, a donkey for the king. <laughs> and on and on and on. And that's what happened actually. And it was hail the king, hail the king. He became the king. Adonijah later said this. Um... Later on, David has died. And then he said, he went to Bathsheba, he said, you know, the kingdom actually was mine. I thought, you are deceived, young man. The kingdom, God himself, but you know, it was taken away from me. However, I'm asking you if you can give me Abishag as a wife. Now, there are, there are customs there and all that. If you, you marry, a, you know, a woman who was with a king, kind of like you are proclaiming you are, you are the king. So Bathsheba went to Solomon, her son, and said, uh, uh, your brother Adonijah has requested this, if you could give him uh, Abishag as the wife. Solomon said this, Mama, you could have even asked for the throne for him. He has sailed for his own death. And he sent people and he was executed just that same day. He was furious with the mama and said, you could have as well, not only asking for Abishag, you could have asked for the kingdom for, 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 for Adonijah, but he was killed for that. Anyway. I'm not saying you go kill people. You understand? But, 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 but you see the way things be, become. If you read the scriptures and you with an open heart to learn, you learn a lot of things and you'll enjoy it. But look at this. So David says, uh, God says, I have been with you wherever you have gone and I've cut off how many? All your enemies from before you and I've made you a great name like the name of the great men who are on the earth. That touches my heart. God says that I have been with you wherever you are. But David is the one who says early, early will I seek you. I'm emphasizing why I'm reading this scripture for, the, for this reason. If you seek God as a lifestyle, even the things that you go through looking like they are disaster, looking like you are alone, when you look back after some years or after some time, you realize it was like a good weave. God has always led you. To be led by the Holy Spirit is as a result of consistent being aware of God's presence and that takes seeking. That's a very important thing I've said right there. So then, let's go to Second Chronicles chapter 26. Tell you tonight I want to encourage you and that don't, don't let go of this season. 
Here is another king called Uzziah, the king of Judah. Let's start from verse 1. Now, all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king instead of his father, Maziah. So you see, Jonathan, you're not far from being a king. This king was 16 years old. How old are you? 12. So in four years' time, you see? <laughs> Don't wait. Look at this. Don't wait to prosper. God has never changed. You know, don't tell your children until you grow up. You are the leaders of the future of what? What do you call it? Tomorrow. Of tomorrow. And that tomorrow never comes. Because there are still people at 77 who wants to be leaders. And why did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but look at this. Now all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king instead of his father Amaziah. He built Elath and restored it to Judah after the king rested with his fathers. Now look at verse, verse 3. Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king, and he reigned how many? 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name of Jecoliah of, of Jerusalem, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father Maziah had done. Look at verse 5. Let's look at that. He sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God, and as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. I thought you were going to jump and all that and shout hallelujah. Man, I'm, that's me. I'm a gold seeker. Or like uh, that man, I'm forgetting his name. We read the book years ago. In. Um, I'm the God Chaser. You remember that? What's his name? Huh? Tommy. Tommy, yeah. Tommy who? It's called Tommy who? Tommy Ten, yeah, yeah. I'm a God cha Chaser. What happened? Uh, he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. That's a key right there. Prosperity is with those who seek the Lord and live for him. I'm telling you, check it out from Genesis to Revelation. It's so clear throughout the Bible. If you talk about anyone who walked with God and, and, and pursued God and that was his heart, they prosper. They prosper. Alright? Let me show you another one there. And Second Chronicles 31, it's one of my favorite. 2 Chronicles 31, 2021. That, that was such a righteous king called Hezekiah. Such a man. Such a seeker of God. Such a pleaser of God, Hezekiah in his generation. But look at this. And in every work that he began, no, 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 verse 20. Thus Hezekiah did through all Judah, and he did what was good and right before, before the Lord, true before the Lord is God, and true before the Lord is God. And in every work that he began in the service of the house of God, in the law and in the commandment to seek his God, he did it with all his heart, so he prospered. So he prospered. Everything he did, 
Every wakif that he began in the service of the house of God, in the law and in the commandment to seek him, uh, to seek him, he did it with all his heart. So he prospered, church. He prospered. Oh yeah, you know, volunteering in church. Okay, so what time are you going? I'm, I'm going at, at 11. The volunteer work began at 10, 9 o'clock. And you're showing up at 11? <laughs> you, you see, the, the, that's, that's not doing it with all your heart. That's not service to God. Service to God should be the best. Should be priority. Whatever we give to God should be the best. And that's prosperity. The son of the king says that his heart was not fully. He sought the Lord, but his heart was not fully, really, in seeking the Lord. I don't want that. Do you know what it is that, that Jesus called it in the, in, the, in the new covenant? Lukewarm. It's being lukewarm. So seeking the Lord deals with trust and humility. You display your total trust in God. It deals with trust and humility. In essence, I can make it with my own strength or in my own strength. I just don't, don't have that. You want to find out what truly pleases him by searching out his word and to be a doer of it. It's so sad sometimes in the, among the children of Israel what will happen is one king rises up and starts seeking the Lord and he lives for the Lord. And he pulls down idols and all that. And the next king comes and completely doesn't seek the Lord. And it's like even the, the word is forgotten. They just don't know what to do. That's why teaching of the word of God is very important. Because it puts people in that place of what to do before the Lord. You, you, you see what I'm saying? And, and not just teaching the word of God. Coming it out by revelation of what people of God are supposed to be doing in their generation. So that ought to be, you search out what he's supposed to do and you want everything you do to please him. You want everything you do to please him. That should be us, church. Everything we do, you want to please God. I remember years, years ago, I've, done, I've had several, uh, some, sometimes actually, the Lord told me that. But years ago, I remember the, uh, I've been sent by the ministry to go and minister in Mombasa, and I did, and on and on, and I finished. And then I had that Sunday night, the Lord said this to me, you did very well. I thought, oh, do you say that? I really, that was my first time, I'd never had that say. He actually told me, you did this very well. I thought, oh, you say that? And it's amazing, the presence of God and the pleasure of God in my heart. Let me tell you something about a spirit-led person. Always listen in your spirit. You may have 10 people coming around and say, oh, that was so good. Hi, who? And inside of you, no, no. It just didn't. Be it. it wasn't the way the Lord wanted it to be. Instead of you, you know, just, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. They thought that. But their ways are not the God's ways. And, and sometimes it can be like no one even said anything, but you just know 
inside of it, the Spirit of God, if you only walk with Him. Because again, I've seen believers thinking they did something good, and it's not true. I've seen that. You know what I'm talking about? And they tell you, oh yeah, but, but, I, but I felt it was good. I say, you felt that way. But you don't have the sense to be led by the Holy Spirit because it wasn't. All right. You all don't, you all don't listen to God's approval in things that when you, when you do something. Have you ever done something and you know it's so good inside of you and you are rejoicing? Yeah? Have you ever done something and people are telling you it's good and you realize inside of you it's not? Huh? Let me give you an example, very simple. God tells you this evening, give Pastor Davis 100,000. Did you get to that pastor? <laughs> no, just kidding, just kidding. But God tells you, uh, Miss Ruth, give Professor Judy 100,000. Right now, you hear me, I'm talking, and he tells you, he tells you that. And then being like, I don't feel like I need to give up. That's, that's not right. I think I'll give her 20. And then you'll give 20. And then uh, she tells Susan, and she tells Ada. And say, wow, did she do that? My goodness, Miss Ruth, you really blessed me. And, and Dr. Jude said that, Professor Jude said that she, was, she needed some money, and you gave her 20,000. And, and, and they say, wow, they are seeing that you are generous. And inside of you, the Lord told you 100,000. I don't care how, many, how much they are going to rejoice. You're in disobedience. <laughs> you didn't obey God. And you know inside of you, whatever they're telling you, yeah, I know that, but I did. I had a certain lady, mama, we were together in the Bible school. I want to preach with her, and she, she gave me some money. And I was happy. I mean, a broke Bible school student. I was really, I was so excited. And then, the following day, she gave me more money. She said, you know I was supposed to give you this money, actually. I thought, God, I was rejoicing last night. <laughs> she added some few thousands the following day. I thought, man, I was rejoicing last evening. This mama, you must have went and dealt with her in, your, in her heart. I said, give her more. I've done that, by the way. I've given, I, I, I told you, I, I did one recently. I gave, I sent, I said, oh man, this person is bothering me. Let me send. And immediately I sent it to them. I felt like, my, what, this is wrong. I felt wrong. I felt like a, a dagger had just been put in my, in my heart. I thought, God, I feel so bad about it. Finally, I decided to send the whole amount. And that evening, I got much more. That same day. So listen to this. As a seeker, pay attention to the inner person. You want to do things that please the Lord. Let's go to Colossians chapter 3. I don't think I'll keep you long this evening, but I say that sometimes. Let's go to Colossians 3. 1 to 3, the amplified version, not amplified classic, but amplified version. It's talking about seeking. <clears throat> it says, therefore, if you have been raised with Christ to a new life, sharing in his resurrection from the dead, keep doing what? Seeking. seeking. 
Keep seeking. Keep seeking. Keep seeking the things that are above. You see the way it turns over in the, in the, in the new covenant. But, but still it's talking about God. Keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. What, what does that I mean, you all are educated to know this. Keep seeking. Keep seeking is what? A present continuous tense. In other words, have that mindset all through. You are seeker. It doesn't matter what happens, you are seeking. Lord, what do you want me to do concerning that situation? What do you really, what, what is your will? Can I please call you back? Uh, I'll, call, I'll answer you concerning that. That's fine. But what are you asking? Lord, what do you want me to do? Really, what do you want me to do? In that situation, you're hearing. You're listening. What do you want me to do? You're seeking to obey him. You're seeking to please him. And he says this, set your mind. You see that you, you've already, you, are, you, are, you keep seeking, but he says this, set your mind. In other words, let it be that way. Let it be, this is the way you live. Set your mind and keep focus habitually. I like that. Keep focus habitually on the things above the heavenly things. Keep focus habitually. This is a lifestyle of seeking, seeking God, seeking to honor him. Habitually, that's the way you think. That's the way you think. And then, not on things that are on the earth, which have only temporal value. Do you remember I tell you there's nothing that will ever have, there's nothing you'll ever know that can be compared to or with his presence. Nothing, church. Nothing. Your greatest accomplishment cannot be compared with his presence. So keep it focused habitually. Seeking God as a lifestyle make, makes your heart tender toward him and his word. Seeking him as a lifestyle makes your heart tender toward him and his word. You're tender. When you hear something, you say, wow, that touches my heart. That touches my heart. I've come many times even, it's, it's happened several times, God's presence and then uh, and I've just been in the presence of God and even I've seen something on television and, and, and it really it touches my heart as such cry. And has ever happened that? I'm not talking about, you know, you watch the ones you watch a movie and you cry. You understand? I'm not talking about that. that not kind of, I'm talking about God, compassion, God's compassion. The people who watch even a movie and they cry. <laughs> but that's a movie. But it happened to him. I said, that's a movie. That's Hollywood. Anyone who's ever cried watching a movie? Lady, please don't lie in church. <laughs> But that's not what I'm talking about. It's just carrying the presence of God until you, you really you're touched by something. And people may not see it, but it just touches you. Other people can be there and it's like, so what? Let me tell you something here. With so much paid attention to what I'm telling you, with so much disasters happening in the world, so many of them, happening in this world, it will take us spending time in God's presence 
so that you never lose our sensitivity towards mankind. God has never lost it. He gave his son. Did you hear what I'm saying? It will really take our sensitivity as a church that you never lose our sensitivity to his presence, that we never lose that compassion towards God's people. But I don't think they worship God, they died. Jesus asked, asked them, well, are those people who, who are the, the, the tower fell upon, well, were they more sinful than all other people living in the world? No. What happened to Turkey and Syria? Were they more sinful, like, 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 like more than Kenyans here? No. No. But that's the, what the enemy does. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So that's, that's very important. I can tell you again. Uh, I asked the Lord years ago. I was watching. We were watching beggars. Be before then I used to, you know, you meet with beggars and it's like, you know, I've been born again you know, as a Christian. You know, you want to do those good works. And, and I give, and they come and I give. And then they brought in uh, those reporters of, you know, of uh, underground reporters of those guys even are con men. I mean, I, I saw one, I think one in town. I saw that he had all those, but he had all those bandages and all that and things protruding. Only for them to unwrap on those nothing. I saw that, and they had this long thing list written. I think it was a, was a baby on, on um, Moy Avenue, near railways. And I felt, I felt, these all are con men, you understand? <laughs> you know, you feel bad, it's like, all these people are con men, you know, con people. Who, ah, come on. So you never, you feel like, Lord, what am I supposed to do? Listen to what he told me this. If you pay attention to my Holy Spirit, I'll tell you what to do and who to minister to. Don't forget that. Or you'll call everyone a conman, and the Lord is telling you, I want you to help this individual. I've done that. I've, 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 I've done that feeding someone, you know, strangers, total strangers. And the Lord said, just go ahead and do it. And some of you know, even, even you can tell, this person is lying to me. But inside of you, the Lord say, do it. Do it. Tell them about my goodness. Do it. Whose money do you have? Your money? Or you say God's money in church? But are you, are you? <laughs> I've, heard it, I've heard it being said. An example, I had one of the ministers do that, I think more than once. An example like now, Every one of you had carried some, quite some money, or you have access to PIN number, whatever it is, a bank and all of that, because of nowadays. But if you are told, I give you a pass over to Miss Ruth, and on and on and on, and then Miss Ruth said, give whatever the amount from that pass. You just saw it to someone. Because it's not yours. I mean, just do and say, yeah, why not? Professor. You've been keeping all this money, you're not <laughs> It's not yours. You understand? But look at this. You need to think that way as God's money. Not your money. 
So when he asked something to do, he said, but Lord, don't you think that's a con person? He said, no, 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 I told you. It's my money. What do I do? I make it rain to who? The wicked and the righteous. Have you ever noticed when it's raining in Nairobi? It's not just around your house only. <laughs> Have you noticed that? It rains all over. It's not just, that's what God is. That's who God is. We have to be sensitive to his presence so that we may please him in whatever we do. That's my point there. We must be sensitive to be able to touch our generation with the kindness of God. Certain individual, a relative. <clears throat> uh, I'll give you two incidences. Now, so Pastor, you're that mean. That's fine. At least I can say mine. <laughs> but you're not saying yours. But look at this. One relative told me a while ago, I think it was 2020, my daughter is going to school. Please send me such and such an amount of money. I said, that's fine. I'll return it by next week, by the way, I'm receiving money. And I said, that's fine. So I sent him the money. <clears throat> I even forgot about it. Then, last year, he called me and said, yeah, I remember I gave this guy money. He said, please, 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 I'm stuck. Now he's asking half the amount of what I'd given him. I'm stuck. Please help me. Give me such and such an amount. I said, let's do this. Uh, you remember the, the amount of money you had asked me last time? <laughs> you remember the amount of money you had asked me last time? Yes. Deduct from there <laughs> and send me the balance when you receive yours. <laughs> Anyone who's ever done that? You think I'm that mean? <laughs> and, and then he said, he said, Davis, you are rude nowadays. I said, I'm not. <laughs> I said, I said, I'm not. But please make sure you send me my balance. <laughs> and that was the end of the story. And I didn't feel anything. <laughs> that was interesting. He did call me again. <laughs> so he owes me half, 50%. <laughs> but I remember telling him, tell me you're rude nowadays. I said, no, I'm not rude, actually. I'm, I'm telling you because you had forgotten completely about it. So then another one, I thought, that's another, another relative. I thought, I saw a missed call and I thought, oh, okay. This is January. So I think about fees again. So, and this one had called me and said, we have, you know those, those we have a charmer next week. We are getting money. So I really, please send me the money. I said, that's fine. I'll send you. I didn't have it from her for a long time. So I sent the money. That was, I think, 2019. Never heard from then, all the time, all then. This past two weeks ago, I saw a missed call. I was in a barbershop. I thought, I know what to do. I got, a, I got, <laughs> I know I know how to deduct. <laughs> so what I'd done, I'd walked all the way to the barbershop. I think about two kilometers, 2.5 kilometers. 
And I was just enjoying the presence of God. And really I thought, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to call back because I know this has to be with money. So I'll say, just deduct it. From what you're asking, just deduct it. <laughs> so, so, so then I did, I, I left Baba Shop and I, I'm just in the presence of God. I'm telling you, it was so wonderful. And, and the Lord said say this to me, you, you need to return that call. I said, yes, I will. Yes, I will. And, and when you call back, don't, mention, don't say anything about the money that you gave her some years ago. I came out of that presence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I felt like, I, I felt disturbed, actually. I felt, I felt just disturbed. It's like, yeah. So you know that one of like, you start now looking at vehicles. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. It's not like about you looking at vehicles. You're not so much of concentrating that presence. Really, and then I felt like, why would I lose peace for such a small thing? I mean, I just need to enjoy the presence of God. I, I got right, God shook my head and said, no, 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 let me get into there. And I, I, I started that conversation. I said, you know you're supposed to call her. I said, yes, I will. And when you call her, don't mention anything to do that money. Because I knew she needed money. I said, yes, sir. And I said, I said, that's fine. So I said, enjoy the presence of God. Can you imagine? Just then a short time. I went back and I sat down and I called. I said, yes, so how you doing? I said, no, fine, long time, da, 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 da. I said, now my, my, my son is going to school. And I need your help. I said, that's fine, I'll help you. When is it by six? That's fine, I'll help you. And I stopped it there. So, a few days later, I started calling. I said, that's fine, I, I told you I'll help you. The Lord told me, don't mention anything. And then this is what he said this. This is what he said to me. From that day until now, have you ever called her, you know, because you're in need? I said, no, sir. You haven't lacked? No, sir. So, I did that. And literally, this past week, I sent her the money. Never mention of the one past. If we are not careful because of so many things we experience, our hearts become hardened. And we are not sensitive to the instruction that the Lord gave to, to, gives us at that time. Always seek to hear him. So you, you're laughing at me deducting, doing the deduction. Maybe you've done some secret things, but I just at least mine, I repent in public. <laughs> Recorded. <laughs> I'll never forget my cousin said that Davis will become rude now. Does that say? No, I haven't. And if the Lord tells me, I'll tell him, let me send you that money you're asking for. Because look at this. The more we are sensitive to the Lord to be generous to people as he leads us, in whatever way, you know, it can be the smile and on and on, can be a lift and on, whatever it is, whatever it is, not necessarily money. The more we know of his generosity, the more we give it out. And it comes by seeking. What, what was the point over here? Seeking God as a lifestyle makes your heart tender towards him and his word. Don't, don't you see that I'd gotten into those, some hardness that was coming in if I was not careful? Because I, probably I could have been known as a, a deducting relative. 
Because I'm telling you, I was thinking like, this worketh all the time. <laughs> Seriously. I thought, I thought like, this works. So I, I mean, this is something you need, I need to use to put to practice. No, no, no. It doesn't. Just to let you know it doesn't. So don't try it. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't. If you listen to the Lord, you realize, no. He'll tell you, don't even mention about that money. I want you to send more money to that individual. So look at this. Sensitivity. Uh, sorry. Sensitive. I'll say it again. Seeking God as a lifestyle makes your heart tender towards him and his word. You become sensitive to his presence. You become sensitive to his, to his voice. My sheep know my voice. You become sensitive to his presence. <clears throat> and really that's what makes a difference. As becoming sensitive to his, his first is our, our hearts become tender towards him or toward him and his word and you become sensitive to his presence. You can be in a place and tell like, Lord, what do you want me to do for you? And this is to the other one. Sens sensitive to what gives him pleasure, or sensitivity to what gives him pleasure, it what, and what grieves the Holy... Oh, come on now. Sensitive to what gives him pleasure, and what grieves his heart or his spirit. You become sensitive to what gives him pleasure, and what grieves his heart or grieves his spirit. Are you seeing that? <clears throat> you know, it says, do not, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Let's go over there, in fact. <clears throat> As in Ephesians, Ephesians 4. Let's start from verse 29. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. Now that's very important actually in yours and my conversation. It may not be a curse word, but you say something to someone and you realize, hmm, 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 hmm. That didn't feel good. Didn't feel good at all. You say something to someone, and, and immediately, look at this, that takes sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. That takes seeking as a lifestyle. You say something, and it wasn't even a curse word, but, oh no, that was not good. And you walk away and say, that's not good. I say, will, you please, uh, will you please ask, uh, would I please forgive me? Yeah, please forgive me for what, what I said, actually. Let no corrupt pro word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. And look at verse that. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Put it from the Amplified Classic Version, please. Mm -mm. 
Let no foul or polluting language, no evil word, no unwholesome or worthless talk ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others, as is fitting to the need and the occasion that it may be a blessing and give grace God's favor to those who hear it. Don't you know that is connected to what is coming next? Huh? Yeah. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Do not offend or vex or sadden him. Many times it's like, oh, I'm so, oh, that feels so sad inside of me. That's the Holy Spirit. What follows next is sealed inside of you. You're sealed with the Holy Spirit. So that, that's, that really, oh, oh, goodness, that's so sad. Uh, do not offend or vex or sadden him by whom you are sealed, marked, branded as God's own secure for the day of redemption, of final deliverance through Christ from evil and the consequences of sin. Go to the next one, please, verse 31. Let all bitterness and indignation and wrath, passion, rage, bad temper, and resentment, anger, animosity, and quarreling, brawling, clamor, uh, contention, and slander, evil speaking, abusive or blasphemous language, be banished from you with all malice, spite, ill will, or baseness of any kind. My goodness, that's long. Okay? But, but let me read it from the New King James Version. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And verse 32 says, and be kind to one another. And be kind to one another. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ in God forgave you. That's what I did to that cousin. <laughs> I didn't tell her I deduct. That's kindness, is that so? The other one, even the, the other one said, oh, Davis, you've become rude nowadays. <laughs> that, was, that was not tender-hearted. That was not kindness. That was not Holy Ghost-inspired. You, you understand? That is tooth for tooth. <laughs> that is eye for an eye. That was not tender-hearted. So just deduct. Can you imagine? If I had anything to deduct, I, could, <laughs> I wouldn't have called you. <laughs> That had nothing to do with God. Amen. All right now. So let's finish this. Again, let's go to Acts 17. In, I'm reading from New International Version, Acts 17, 26 to 28. And looking at that word about seeking. I can go to so many scriptures about that. But listen to this. For one man... He made all the nations from one man. Who's, which one man is that? Huh? Come on, Ed, I say it. Adam. From one man. He made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out the appointed times in history. Can you imagine that? It, 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 there are appointed times in history. So you are born at the right time. Amen. Really? Born at the right time, just came on this, this earth. Thank God. I'm glad. And the appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. Uh, personally, over the years, is, is somehow, I've desired to be older. You know, just, you know, really over there. In fact, I was listening, I don't know any one of you know Karen Wheaton. Yes. I listened to her song, I think the the 90s to our songs and there's one say that she's you know the way she she's speaking 
and also singing at the same time, but saying when they were little girls and they'd go to church and the kind of songs that they sing, you know, come to the altar and she'll sing that song. And then say, and the time of the altar call comes and, and you sing, there's power in the blood and there's a power, power. I thought, I smiled, I was just there. I, said, I think of the old Pentecostal people. I thought, man, it's so good to be older. I've ever desired to be that. I mean, I really is so much of that. But you know, we are born at the right time. Praise God, I'm glad. I'm glad I was born the right time. Uh, at the appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. Listen to what follows. God did, this, God did this so that they would do what? Seek him. And perhaps reach out for him and find him. Look what follows next. Though he's not far from any one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being and some of your own posts have said we are his offspring hallelujah that you they may do what seek him that's that's the command in every generation we be seekers of god and really encourage you again as a lifestyle let's go some 4016 and then we'll end up with that Hopefully. Psalm 40, 60. From the New King James Version. Let's see if you'll respond. That is New King James Version, please. Let's see if you respond at all. Forty verse, verse 16, sorry. 40 verse 16, sorry. 40, Psalm 40 verse 16. Let me see if you, you will you, you respond to this. Let all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Hallelujah. You just did a little bit. <laughs> Let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let such as love your salvation say continually. That's continually. You, you see, you did like, you did like that king was told by the prophet, shoot. And then you shot only once and, and hey, come on, let all those who do what? Seek. seek. Are you seeing that? Let those, who, let those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. That's the powerful of seeking the Lord. Let such as love your salvation say continually, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The Lord be magnified. The Lord be magnified. The Lord be magnified. Those who seek you rejoice and be, be glad in you. The seeking brings that presence. And it's a presence that causes us to rejoice. Uh, go go to, to Psalm 16, verse 11. Quickly. It's a presence that makes us rejoice, really. Uh, Psalm 16, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is what? Fullness of joy at your right and our pleasures forevermore. It's that presence of God that causes us to, to, to rejoice. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Lord be magnified. Hallelujah. The Lord be magnified. Let those who seek him be glad in him. Hallelujah. 
Praise God. Stand up on your feet, please. Uh, I hope that encouraged you this evening and really to seek the Lord. Wake up that way. Wake up in the morning. Sleep at night. Waking up in the morning just as a seeker. As a seeker. Going do, do, doing your work over the day just, just as a seeker. As a seeker of God. Ask the Lord, what am I supposed to do, Lord? What am I supposed to do? I had a, it was so interesting, last week, <clears throat> I came from the mall in Westlands, coming from this other side. So I'm, I'm crossing over to go to, towards our church office in Westlands. So you see, you go down to Consolata, and then you make a turn. It was in the morning. And then I saw, I see people are passing, but they are making a turn. You understand that time? Then the, the, there's a certain policeman. Uh, I, I saw him walking and he kept looking. So, so I, I, I looked at him and another motorist are passing. So he stopped me. I said, that's fine. So I said, will you please give me a lift, sir? I said, that's fine. Come over. Where, he asked me, where are you going? I'm going towards Raptor Road. I said, that's fine. That's where actually the route I'm going near the Parklands uh, Baptist Church. Said, so he got in. And then when he got in, it's in the morning. Before eight, actually, just before eight. He says, so you are pastor who? I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, like Jesus said, verily, verily. I said, what do you mean by that? And I, he said, why do you think I'm a pastor? He said, oh, man, I can tell in my heart. I said, what did you say? He told me, I'm telling you the truth. I can tell you are. And I said, yes, I'm a pastor. He said, I can tell in my heart. And I said, yes, yeah, so where is your church? I told him the place and all. And he asked me, I'm telling you that I thought I... Uh, then I asked him again before he alighted. I said, did you something that, see something that you know, made, you, made you associate me with the pastor? He said, I'm telling you the truth in my heart. I can tell. I deal with so many people and I can be able to tell different people. And I and he said, I said, fine. He said, bless you. And I said, a few minutes away. And I dropped him just at that junction, going towards Clelation, Parklands, and, and, and yeah, oh, Baptist Church. And, and I dropped that. I thought, I said, Lord, did you just say that? I said, I said, yeah. I believe that's the presence of God. It's not just, just dealing. I mean, I'd been praying and that all and all. And, and how? I mean, just, I thought, how? What did you see? You know, he said, did you see anything? He said, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I deal with so many people. I'm telling you the truth. I could tell inside of me. I said, you are the person you are. I said, okay, that's fine. So we are in such and such a place. Let me give you another one. I had a certain gentleman. I was expecting something. I was being sent on Saturday morning by, by Leonard from the office. Then, uh, so I had it, someone press the bell, so I went, expecting that's the person. So I opened the gate, and here's a different person. And says, he said, he said, please forgive me, please forgive me. Uh, I'm looking for a job, a gardener, a driver, or anything. I said, really? Yeah, please, please, please. I worked with such and such, he pulled out, um, I've walked from banana, I've, I've come from banana, and, and please, just, just to let you know, that's, please forgive me. And I said, and he started telling, I asked him, how old are you? He told me 25. Guy, he looked 35 and above. I told him this. 
Let me introduce you to someone who changed my life. He said, I started to do something with faith. I said, I haven't introduced even to the person you started concluding. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. He, 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 I said, but has that anything to do with faith? I said, did you hear what I said? I said, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, if I'm, I'm offering you a job, any job, any kind of job, will you start questioning me before even I employ you? I said, no, 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 sir, I'm desperate. I said, okay, be desperate to listen, to, to, to get introduction, to be introduced to my friend. And he said, okay. So I did about the Lord. He said, oh, please. I was in church. <laughs> he told me that I was in church. Then I met a certain girl and I committed sin and they, they, they discommunicated me and I'm no longer in church. So anything with that church, please. I said, so you want to stay there? And uh, he said, I had shorts actually, I was wearing my shorts. And, uh, he said, no. So I started telling him, and he reasoned, I said, you have a problem. I told him, you have a problem. You know too much in your head, but your heart, you don't know things. That's your problem right there. Because you're not even listening to me. So anyway, we had started the conversation. He humbled himself. He was ready. And, and on and on and on. And then finally, he accepted to pray the prayer of salvation. Right there. They, I told him this. Let me tell you something. I don't open this gate. And for me to open, and I'm meeting with you, and I'm showing you the Lord Jesus. You think that it just happened? I don't. As I see that. So anyway, he, he prayed a prayer. Then I thought, this guy looks tired and hungry. I say, I'm not. Give me a number. I am not at all promising. I am not. Okay? But give me a number. I'll pray. I'll listen. So anyway, he, he stayed there. And I told him, I called the guy at the house, I told him, let me come back in a moment. So I came back, and I gave him some money. I gave him actually a thousand shillings. And, and, and he said, Jesus Christ. And he, he took it, and put it in his pocket. And he said, let me ask you something. Are you a pastor? <laughs> I said, you see me, I'm in my shorts and over here in a t-shirt, what do you mean I'm a pastor? I said, no, no, you, you can't be. Hey, hey, not in these compounds. You are never allowed such time. You are never given such time. Are you a pastor? You have love for the brethren. That's exactly what he said. That's exactly what he said. I said, what do you mean by that? I said, do you have a church? I said, yes, I'm a pastor, actually. I said, I told you, you are a pastor. <laughs> so the guy walking at the house is called John. He's listening and he told me, he told me, oh, you're a pastor. At the gate, most in this area, when people come and say, hey, 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 go away. They don't have. I got to talk to that guy for about maybe 15 minutes and, and gave him a thousand shares. He looked at me and said, Jesus Christ. I mean, hey, <laughs> look at this. We can throw people away. We can be insensitive to people. Or we can be sensitive to God's presence and be a blessing to people. Uh, can I tell you something? The world does not need much. It all needs your kindness. And that kindness is not coming from you. It's coming from the Lord. I really encourage you as we began this year. I mean, with the prayer and fasting and we are moving forward. I really encourage you. 
than ever before. Seek the Lord as a lifestyle. Wherever you go, wherever you go. If you do this, let me tell you something, what will happen? You'll be more conscious of God's presence and God's compassion to his people than your needs. But can I tell you what will happen? You'll always meet your needs. The more you are conscious of his needs to touch his people, the more you forget about your needs. And when you forget about your needs, you're scriptural, you're worrying for nothing. And what happens? God's provision, God's kindness, God's mercy. Anyway, just thank him. This is a bit different from all the meetings, but just go ahead and thank him and speak to him. If you need to repent, maybe you're the one who are deducting from people, just go ahead and repent. I <laughs> said, oh, forgive me. This is not good. God doesn't work good that way. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 There's someone you feel, you sense, you, you feel like, I really trusted, but I felt so hurt after that. The Lord says he's, a, he's your healer. And you can't trust him and miss it. You miss it when you start trusting men and you trust him. I hope you heard what I just said there. You say, I trusted so much and I was hurt. The Lord says, I'm your healer. You'll never miss it by trusting the Lord. But when you start trusting men, then you trust God, you'll be hurt. You'll never be hurt trusting God. Never ever. He will cocoon you. He'll protect you. He will protect you completely because you trust him. Father, I thank you for what you brought forth this evening. The hearts of your people, I know the world is, is hurting. It's ever been hurting since the, the sin of Adam. But I believe you're calling us as your people, as the church, to carry your presence even in those dark places, dark hearts, people who actually don't know what to do completely. But because you've called us to be light, that we can carry your light in those dark places. That we can carry your presence in those dark places. And listen to this again. You know, because you're seeking him as a lifestyle, you will carry his presence. And even if, like David says, David, King David says that even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. 
Because thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So you'll find because you're seeking him, even if it looks like you're going through a dark place, the Lord's presence is with you. It scares the devil, destroys his work. But I believe even in those dark, dark places seemingly, there are, there are people who, are, who have been bound and prisoned that they need to see the light that is shining upon your life. Love is a weapon. The greatest weapon that you've been given to by God because God himself is love. You can only know the love of God by revelation and being in his presence and experience it through compassion that he has given to us. You can only know it through by, by revelation. So as you seek the Lord, the love of God becomes a reality. And love never fails. You'll have no fear because perfect love casts out fear. You'll have no fear. No matter what happens, you are so founded and grounded on the love of God. Father, I know you've spoken to your people this evening and spoken to our hearts. And I thank you, Father, for healing. Healing of hearts and healing from wounds of past experiences. And I thank you, Father, for the things that you are leading us, even as a church in this year. Things that we've never experienced. Things that are new to us. But we'll step out by faith in trusting you. I bless your people. Thank you for their time. Even coming in your house, into your house, Lord. I bless each one of them in the name of Jesus. I thank you for the release of your grace to seek you upon each one of them. I praise you and I worship you and I honor you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let me see if you'll rejoice. Oh, prepare your, your, your giving. Let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Let such as love your salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. Yes, he is. He's magnified forever.